When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's been two and a half minutes, and Bud Elliott has not responded to my text. Is he alive? Mm. Somebody tell me if you're uh, watching Bud live. Maybe he's in cryo in some sort of cryostasis. Uh, if he, actually Bud going directly into a cryo tube for healing immediately <laughs> yeah. after a game, just so he could start like using his thumbs again the next morning, yeah. Yeah. I buy that completely. I like the idea of Bud doing that if he lost and had a bad weekend gambling. Like if he was like, he's like, oh man, the vig, the vig is just, it's not worth it. I gotta go. I gotta go into cryo sleep. Uh, I think my computer's dying. I might not make it. Oh shit! <laughs> is it? I'll be back if I'm back. All right. Well, so okay. let's Start driving, and you can be at my house in like 45 minutes. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you what. I, I'm gonna go ahead and say this. There's a uh, a commenter on LinkedIn. Shouts out to our LinkedIn listeners. Helen Jane DeMarsh says, The bravest people in the world. I have, she says, I have been selling cheese all day and have no idea what happened. Helen, you and Alex Grinch, same person. Same person. Alex has just been out there selling cheese. Hang on. Before we, before we get to there, I promised that I would do Lincoln Riley skincare routine at the top of the show. Mm-hmm. All right. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Make Spencer yell welcome first. Forecast after dark for men. Welcome to the forecast after dark. Dogs, and then that actually did wake up the dogs. Yeah, that that's right there. I like that. I like that you're turning into a gremlin right now, like an so, owl, like a. Gremlin. Man, you got a Muppet Babies defense, you get a Muppet Babies theme. <laughs> That's the Muppet Babies ass defense that USC's playing. Holly, please please regale us with Lincoln Lincoln Riley's skincare routine. I just had a recommendation because he's not he's not aging well. The the sun and the wind and the dry heat and the dry cold i'll take different kinds of tolls on one's complexion and hair but i have an extremely quick turnaround question for him for how to lose 205 unsightly pounds of bone and gristle mm-hmm. and that would be firing <laughs> alex grinch yeah. Listen, you know I, I understand where you're coming from but you know what alex grinch didn't do today hmm. lose the bedlam game <laughs> I would like you to know that I've sp- I've been trying to fact check this joke for the past five minutes. By which I mean, I texted Bud Elliott and said, "How much do you think Alex Grinch weighs?" Mm. Uh, but he is doing his own show right now, selfishly. What a hater! What a hater! You know. But listen, if you've never, if you don't know this about Bud, this is one of my favorite things about Bud. He is fucking terrifying 
at guessing weights like a carnival person like he can wait and age he can do it like a fucking carnival barker it's absolutely terrifying so if you ever need to know the dimensions or age of a given person that you can't find just just call bud he knows i promise he knows We've but what does bud. what does kingpin in the marvel comic book universe weigh that depends on the artist. Like, is it is it perfectly squared off, Kingpin? Because that's actually fairly easy to calculate. All right. Well, never mind then. Um, this is why Bud and I are friends. Um, she's selling Helen. What game do you want to know about? She's selling Helen. Respond in the comments, and that I'm I'm fine with. I also know very little. I mean, just broadly, but from today, I know about some games, but not all games. Well, let me tell you about. A little game we call Bedlam because I think that's a good place to start. Because I, I, I hate doing this one without Jason here. I know, I know. He's gonna come back though. He All is. right, we're, or we're gonna have to return to it on Tuesday or something because it feels it feels very wrong to say goodbye to this particular game given what happened. Without Please send blood to Jason until he is strong enough to return to the forecast after Pour blood into his computer. Now, y'all, his computer just died. It's fine. <laughs> it's um, fine. You pour blood on the computer and then the yeah. computer works again. Blood for the blood blog. Yeah. Yeah, he has he has the, the Warhammer corn computer. That's what USB on. port stands for. Your slimy blood. <laughs> your slimy. Um Y'all, I don't so, think Miami's gonna pull this together. No, don't think that's happening either. <laughs> don't don't think that's happening. All right, I'll okay, be Jason. So, I'll, I'll be Jason. Yeah, so let me tell All you right. a let me tell you about a little game we like to call well, Bedlam. Well, Spencer can just talk. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. You 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 want to be you literally be Jason? No, we're good. All right. Uh, this is a game where Oklahoma always wins. Anything can happen, of course, but Oklahoma always wins. Oh, we we might have Jason back here. Let's see if his computer is not dead. We've added him back. But um, this is a game. Don't where... give up, blood friends. Keep sending blood through the internet. Yes. Keep downloading your hands. Clap your hands if you believe in Jason. Download the Computer Blood app. The Computer Blood app. I just realized I'm basically describing Peter Thiel's belief system. So ah, this ah. blood will keep me young. This this blood in the computer will save my life. It is this person is? Hang on, I'm putting this up. Is this a diss, Sean? I don't understand. Is that supposed to be a threat? Yeah, I don't know what that is, Sean. But you know. That's fine. I, it's important to remember that tweets are legally binding <laughs> and definitely have a lifespan longer than three seconds. Um, Someone's trying to sass us. Yeah, listen, you know who you should sass? The, the University of Sassy Chaps, USC. I don't know. I was going somewhere Look, like that. It, and it, Jason it, dropped off again because you didn't put enough blood in your computer, friend. It didn't. You should have had some. You don't need all of it. Oh shit! Colorado's playing, sorta. Hang on. Oh yeah, look at that from. Sort of. Let me change the channel. All right, all right. So, Oklahoma always wins Bethlehem, except. Except when they don't, like today. Okay. Okay. Which today was the last one? That's the phrase. Yeah. Yes. Which today was the last one, and that's what makes this so funny. That Oklahoma came into. The rivalry that it owned so completely that it was a running gag that they could not lose it. And, and yes, a meek shall inherit the earth moment 
in the classic plot twist of all plot twists, who gets to leave the building with the fucking belt? That's right. Meek Mike Gundy. <laughs> Meek Mike, that's right. Mike Gundy, who said today, I like to go home and drink Diet Coke until I pass out and watch film. And somebody asked him what his favorite kind of Diet Coke was, and he said whiskey. I love that. That's like asking a five-year-old. Yeah. That's like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And they're like, I'm a vegetable. Mike Gundy's yeah. food pyramid is somehow a figure eight. It's a figure eight. It, it, and... That's actually the healthiest opinion I've ever heard Mike Gundy express <laughs> in public. Yeah. Mike Gundy and I, it, like, I, this, the worst part is that Mike Gundy and I, like, everyone probably has one opinion they share with Mike Gundy. You know, like, sure. Mike Gundy probably is like, you know, dentistry is kind of a scam. And I'd be like, you know what? You know what? No, don't put him in your corner. We, we, we don't have corners. The world's circular. Spencer, the corner where dentistry is a scam is empty except for you, buddy. I, I like this idea that Mike Gundy is not a flat earther. He's a anti-right-angles earther. Like, oh, yes. not Bud. Okay, Bud says 185. Okay, I'm going to go downward. Okay. See, my original guess is 190, so I feel better. According to Mike Gundy, because the Earth is a globe, everything on it is also round, and squares are the lie that we have been given. That took 11 minutes and 30 seconds, but Bud does indeed have his own show to do, so I will not hear a word against him. That was pretty good. Um, from Shahan Jayaraja, by the way, Colorado's played five drives since demoting offensive coordinator Sean Lewis for Pat Shermer. The Buffaloes have averaged 2.04 yards per play, <laughs> which is fine. Uh you just get them on fifth down. What exactly happened in Bedlam, Spencer Hall? Uh, what happened in Bedlam is this: that uh, that Oklahoma o Oklahoma could not put this thing away. Oklahoma had chances, chances, multiple, multiple chances to put this sucker away, and they just missed on all of them. All of them. Dylan Gabriel took a walloping in this game, like he got clobbered he nevertheless had 344 yards passing uh he was limited on the ground mostly because he kept getting driven into it by the oklahoma state defense and ollie gordon ollie gordon kept it solid i thought that was a given given how productive he's been out of the backfield um if you don't know ollie gordon the second he is the running back who's come on and really given oklahoma state an offensive identity but 48 year old alan bowman Okay, Alan Bowman, who's in like his 27th year of college, passed for 334 yards and was unreal today. So that's how they did it. The Oklahoma State defense clamped down and kept Oklahoma from finishing it off when they had a couple of different shots to like really ice this game. They, they refused to let that happen. So uh, uh, just an ecstatic moment for Oklahoma State. If you've never been to Stillwater, it's cool as hell. It's a great trip. I encourage you to go. Um, they have the best gear for a reason because Stillwater, Stillwater is quietly pretty damn stylish. Hi, can everyone hear me? Oh, oh my gosh. Oh Hi. my God. I too am on my phone. I, I am joining Ryan, uh, as a, as a, uh, telephone user. Um, so <laughs> the technology advantage has been, uh, has drawn to a standstill. Let's see if I give you, can I give you an avatar? Let's find out. All I saw so far was someone said, my, "I'm really regretting my tweet this morning." I don't, I don't know what that means. I, I have. 
No. I, have no, I have no memory of anything. I've... Neither do we. Also, Grady, you said the dentist is the only medical professional that will upsell you. That is not at all true. No, it, actually, I told if a cardiologist was like, buddy, we can give you like 70 additional horsepower on that thing. I'd be like, hell yeah, let's gas it up. Let's go. Who wants a bonus aorta? Yeah. Uh, about Bedlam, this was, uh, this was easily one of the funniest results in college football history. Oh, I, think, yeah. I agree. Considering the... the the history of that rivalry and everything that it has pointed toward the entire time for Oklahoma State to laugh last. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's it just, it subverts everything. Oklahoma leaving, um, Roger posting video of you playing, we are never getting back together <laughs> as the fans storm the field. <laughs> yeah, no, it was classic. There's a number of really funny things that happened today. This is the funniest on like a on a historical uh identity politics way like it's the funniest it's the best that oklahoma state managed to go ahead uh and poop in the house and shut the door before oklahoma could get out of it like it's absolutely amazing i was gonna say like when i saw the score for whatever reason goodbye earl started like playing in my head (laughs) why don't you lay down and sleep <laughs> I need yeah. Mark. <laughs> this is this is uh, this is bees, they tasted okay to me. <laughs> Just Brett Venables horking them down like, oh no! We <laughs> need me. Her. I also wanted to say it was great that in the middle of the giant sucking hole that was Iowa Northwestern, there was literally a giant sucking okay. hole on the field. I need to know about this. I need to know. We have multiple questions saying, y'all talk about the big hole yet. What happened? There's just a big giant hole in the middle of the turf. <laughs> there, there was a, a, the ref had to stand around and have a stomping party to stomp the grass back into place. Okay. Um, and in the process of doing that, they, uh, they looked exactly the same as a Big Ten West offense, moving their feet and not going anywhere. Love <laughs> this was but by the way they got to halftime scoreless the over under for the second half was 14 <laughs> and we barely cracked it barely cracked it but we did it baby <laughs> the the specter of overtime in this one was horror horror because like it could have gone to 60 overtime and then you know what a bad beat that would be when they finally cracked 30 points in the in the 85th frame I just saw like Tony Petiti standing there with the officiating, like the head of officiating in the booth with a pistol to his head, going, "End it, end it." Now, it now, if, please remind me, what do the Big Ten West standings look like tonight, Spencer, Holly, and Jason? Absolute logjam, right? <laughs> well, I have some. I have. I have an update for you. Well, there, there, there is kind of a logjam, but um. There's there's a team atopped it. <sighs> you know what? You know what? Floating at the top of the Big Ten West with a seven two record overall and a four and two record in conference with eighty one points for and eighty six points against. Stand the proud Iowa Hawkeyes. Biggest turn in this toilet, motherfuckers. <laughs> the log jam often, as it were. You know, uh, eventually, you're no longer an obstruction. You're a dam. And when you're a dam, you're a civic necessity, a monument to engineering brilliance. More That's like what the Iowa Hawkeyes are. All team. 
Yeah. I like that coming into the season, it was like 325. That What a hilarious meme number. Of course they'll get that. And now it's like they're going to win their division and they're not going to get to 225. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, it, it is worth stopping to appreciate how hard it is to win as many ball games. Like, if you saw somebody driving half a car down the highway, pick which half, left or right, front or back, and they successfully made it 50 miles, even though it was a terrible idea, you would have to stop and just, like, marvel at it. And that's what <laughs> Iowa football is. It's half a car successfully going to work it back. There was um, a stat. I think it was. I think it was non-Mormon who about uh, the number of times a team has won while scoring ten or fewer points. And Kirk Ferentz was by only Tommy Tuberville in this millennium in that regard. And that is <laughs> that is quite a class to be in as far as obstructing things go. <laughs> just an extraordinary day in a lot of different respects the to go to the exact opposite stat of what you were talking about 166 points overall is the total that has been scored by the iowa hawkeyes allowed by the usc trojans on defense 345 points Three hundred and forty-five <laughs> points, including tonight's result. Which there are, if I was just, if you did not see this and you said, "Oh man, this is just going to look like you know, like two teams playing without any defense," I would be like, "You know what? That that's a simpleton's read of the situation." And tonight, a simpleton is absolutely correct. That is exactly what happened in this game. Fifty-two, forty-two, and and looking at the highlights, it's not even like. Oh, this defense was was gashed by like well designed, thoughtful plays. Just like nope, just fucking. Here's Caleb Williams running around for 15 seconds and hucking the ball. And oh, it's a touchdown. There was some design there. Like there, there were at least a couple really like two of the honestly strangest plays I've ever seen were mixed in here. The one, the USC flea flicker, that is yes. still. Confused me very greatly. I've watched it about twenty times, and I have no like. It's it's it starts as it's, it's like you know run to the left, but then it's a cut back, and then a pitch to the quarterback, and it all looks completely ad libbed, like the pitch and Williams accepting it. But there's a guy running downfield, uh, wide open for the touchdown. That it it, it one of the least explicable plays I've ever seen. You know you know that thing. Teams don't do it that often anymore. You know where you'd see like the quarterback would start to walk off the field and like look to the sideline as if like, hey, what are we doing? But that was all a ruse, and then they'd snap it to like the halfback, and that yeah. that was the whole thing. That's what a lot of the US the USC offense feels like is like, and maybe it's just because they're going against Alex Grinch's defense all week that it's like, well, why not have fun? Yeah, like they have a lot of plays where you go, you need to protect for 11 seconds to let this happen. <laughs> it worked in practice. And that's kind of the epitome of that, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. we're really take our time and let this marinate. Um, good luck, good luck, Chicago Bears. I mean, it'll work. That is not the stat that, that, I, that absolutely boggled me. 
It is not, okay? The stat that absolutely boggled me was this. It was a relatively pedestrian night for Michael Penix Jr. yardage-wise. And in terms of production, usually he's throwing for like six TDs and 400 yards. Eh, it's like 256 and two TDs. He also threw a pick. Um, that's not the thing. Washington was averaging around 104 yards rushing coming into this game. Not a, a serviceable rushing team, but not a not anything. I wouldn't even call them a rushing team. They're a passing team that had like a competent rush element. Tonight against USC, they ran... 42 times for 316 yards. They averaged seven and a half a carry. And they ran for five TDs. They had a really cool play as well where they lined up in the Wildcat and then shifted into a normal football play. And <laughs> Michael Penix threw a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, Kirk Herbstreet on the broadcast said that Dylan Johnson ran for 199 yards before contact. <laughs> <laughs> that means you or I could probably run for 50. Like 50. Yeah, I think we could get uh, all total a first down. I think we could do that. Yeah, which is disgraceful. Absolutely <laughs> disgraceful. I just, coming into this day, um, I had looked up where Lincoln Riley's defenses had finished during his time as a head coach. Mm -hmm. I don't have information with me because I'm walking around the street because my computer almost blew up or whatever. But uh, his defenses have been very bad for like seven years. There was a 100-ish finish in yards per play at Oklahoma. There was like a 76 or whatever. So, I don't know. I, I just it this this man is just a a, a, a less beautiful Cliff Curry. That's it. I don't think he'll ever have a good defense. I don't think it matters. The let let the Grink go. <laughs> the, the Grink is good. The Grink was good at Washington State. He'll have a good defense against somewhere else. Um, Not here. Here it doesn't matter. No, Fowler, Fowler referred to it on the broadcast as a bend-then-break defense. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't even bend. That's the guy calling the game. <laughs> That's the objective professional describing things accurately. It's like a karate demonstration. Like, oh, man, those boards fucking exploded. That's it's what, it's what they're here to do. But feel proud that you did it anyway. There are two games that I would like to ask about. I saw neither of them, but I I feel we would be remiss in not bringing them up. One, go Hoosier. Go <laughs> Hoosier. And then the second, which you you could take these in either order, because again, I am in the car. What the fuck happened in Army Air Force? Ah, uh, yeah, I can I can hit that one if you like, Spencer. Do you, do you on Hoosier beat? Um, I will go on Hoosier beat. Hit Army first. Okay, so uh, the short of it is Air Force lost five of their seven fumbles and Army lost none. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And that's, that's pretty yeah. much like uh, like option teams are so like you watch an option team all year long and there's this tension of like, oh my God, I can't believe they're catching all these pitches. And then one day they don't. Yeah. Um I will tell you what happened in Indiana, Wisconsin, and it's that Wisconsin had two turnovers. Indiana had none. If I can give you an extraordinary number, Indiana had 20 first downs, but they only had 261 yards of offense, <laughs> which I'm still trying to do the math on that, and I encourage you to do that as well. It feels like some sort of unproven theorem that a dead mathematician leaves to his intellectual heirs to figure out how you get 21st downs off of just 261 yards of offense. Thrift. 
That's how the Hoosiers beat Wisconsin. Profligate, uh, profligate spending by the Badgers undid them, and Midwestern thrift and economy really saved Tom. Oh Miller yeah, and those, those those are some Dollar General first down. Like why would I? Why would I get fifteen yards for a first down when I only need ten? That's just silly. You know what it was? Football. It was, just get the yards, get the first down, and then there's no reason to keep to uh, to make it harder. After that. Did. It was it was Bogo first downs. That's what it was. The the best sat in the Big Ten West today, I think, was Northwestern's nine and a half minute eighty eight yard drive that produced zero points. Is it better than Mississippi State's twelve minute twenty play eighty plus yard drive for three points? <laughs> twelve <laughs> you burned a quarter, brother, to get three <laughs> points. Jason, what was the final score in that game? Which one? Kentucky, Mississippi State. Oh, I, I'm I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm walking around outside right now. Okay, I can tell you what. The fi- <laughs> Let me tell you what the final score was in that game. It was twenty-four to three. Oh. That's what it took for you to get the only points you got in that game was a twelve-minute odyssey where you crossed the, the seven kingdoms of the plane, where you went to Mordor and back, where, where you got together with 10 of your best friends and said, we're going on an odyssey, boys. Pack the jerky and the hard bread and get you a knapsack. On a fight weekend, the Venetian has a whole deal field goal in its vaults, and we're going to go get it, motherfuckers. <laughs> That's that's what you did. You you journeyed that far for three points, and you quested for it, and you earned it, and then you said, "Now we rest." I think we've made our point. (laughs) That was literally what they did. Jackie Sherrill was there, and I know he was like, "Yeah, son of a bitch, that's real offense right there." Football. Like, <laughs> I know I know it's an obvious point to take away from today, but uh, USC Washington and Northwestern Iowa, the same sport. We all knew it was going to be like this. And then both games were even more themselves than they were expected to be. This was, I think this was, I think this was the best Saturday of the year so far. Like, each time, though, gave me that, holy shit, there's too much happening now feeling, you know? And I don't know if I felt that at any point all season, but I felt it all day today. Half the game, I feel like to entirely catch up on. Yeah, um, it was very hard watching USC and Washington at the same time as Bama LSU. That changed, of course, when Jaden Daniels was hit under the chin, helmet to helmet, and driven into the turf by Dallas Turner, which counted as roughing but not targeting for reasons that um, I don't even need explained. I know people are like, "How is that not targeting?" And I'm like, "Well, because he fucked up. That's why." <laughs> Because targeting is about what's in your heart. I love Dallas Turner. I don't. I don't think he's a dirty player. That hit sucked. <laughs> that hit was just. That was everything about it was real bad. And Jaden Daniels was sent back out and then withdrawn and taken back to the injury tent, um, which was kind of weird. Before that, he was on pace for a monster game, like as good a game as I've ever seen a quarterback play against the Saban era defense. Like, but just because he was. It, the, he's the only real load-bearing uh, skill player there. It's like him, and then he's got to get the ball to Malik Neighbors. That That's it. The offensive line's pretty good. Or run it himself, yeah. Or run it himself. So that's that, that's tough. It almost looked like, you know, and I don't claim 
be a medical professional, but it almost looked like LSU forgot what that was. We're just like, oh, his jaw works. Send it back out there. And then someone's like, wait, wait, wait. It's the 2020s. And they're like, oh, okay, okay. Bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. Yeah. yeah that, was, that was ass. Jalen Milrow, though, man. Jalen Milrow had like 400 yards offense by himself. He was a monster tonight. Jalen Milrow, uh, we'll have to we'll have to have this confab with the the Bama Council of Elders, but in the pantheon of beloved quarterbacks, I feel like Jalen Milrow is rising with the bullet. He might be above Jake Coker status at this point, rising towards maybe not Blake Sims territory, but passing AJ McCarron for sure. Yeah, I think so. I mean, the first half of the season, there was definitely that. He was carrying that offense, right? Yeah. Uh, especially once we saw them play without him. Um, at this point, he's just a good just a good quarterback. Like there were so many moments tonight where it was like I think four Heisman finalists are playing now, and also JJ McCarthy. Call it five, but um, yeah, like completely legit. Uh, looks like he should have been the guy all along, which you know they might. He also he also missed. The most wide open touchdown pass you you could have seen this weekend and missed it so badly that like not usually you see that miss and it's like ah oh, the receiver could just get a finger on it the receiver jumps and the ball basically wasn't even in frame with him and there was nobody near him for 15 yards and it wasn't a deep pass it was just a like 14 yard pass up the sideline yeah you know what that was heat check that was a heat check. He doesn't want your handouts, Ryan. He doesn't want the game to give him freebies. No. Uh, LinkedIn user is asking, is Ryan in a well? No, Ryan is in the field. <laughs> He's working hard. I was. I went tailgating with the LSU boys today. Bohicks Brewery. I had a lovely time. I, I do want... Uh, I, I think really what we are not saying about the LSU game is the reason LSU didn't win is because Ole Miss did. And I think they just can't bear to see Ole Miss possibly get an SEC West title. And so they weren't going to contribute to that by beating Alabama. I think that's fair and smart. Again, this this goes with the only positive uh, stereotypical role that we have Brian Kelly in, which is as the sniveling, craven wrestling manager. That's really the only positive role we could put Brian Kelly in is, you know. Well, my client here... He doesn't want to see the evil, dastardly old Miss get to the West. So, yeah, we threw the match. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we hit someone with a chair. Did it help us? No. No. Did it ruin the bastard Ric Flair's day? Yes. And that's why we did it. Holly, did you get to watch the um, matchup of disappointing adult boys that was better known as Texas A&M Ole Miss? Yes. And can I tell you... I, I don't want this to sound romantic. This is this is more like a I would give you a kidney <laughs> if you needed one. I have new feelings about Jackson Dart at this time. Okay. Please please go on. This has nothing to do with the game. This has everything to do with what happened after the game when he was asked how he dealt with Texas AM's trash talk during the week, which apparently was voluminous. And he said something to the effect of, yeah, I really thought they would be getting enough attention for the games they were losing. <laughs> I will buy a jersey for, like, I want to contribute directly to his NIL experience 
and only to his NIL experience. I just want to cut him a check. Can I create an NIL concern strictly for Jackson Dart? <laughs> Jackson Dart. I think it's cool that AM doesn't know that they're bad. <laughs> like, I he's listen, he's he's an old miss quarterback with good hair. So I was already like, Yeah, you're one you're one of the the players I like to watch out there, but now I'm like Hey man, do you need a ride somewhere? Do you do you like? Want one Did you, you pack cool? your lunch today? I can I can get you something. Do you like a juice box? Yeah, uh, I yeah, can door dash. I can door dash something for you. Man, I just call us an IL thing. The dart board. It can be the like, dart board. He knows how I can get a. If he knows how I can get a crisp hundred dollar bill to Jackson Dart, I just want to give him one. No, he'll <laughs> buy something real stupid with it. Because my God, that's the most beautiful quote of the year. <laughs> I get one of the I, I get one of the crisp ones from the bank, and I'd put it in a little special envelope for him and send it to him. Yeah. Anyway, the game was pretty stupid too, but in a fun way. But, but nothing. Oh God, I, I, I saw stars when I saw that quote. Holly, there's another great Jackson Dart related quote from the game. Uh, Lane Kiffin said that on the last scoring drive, uh, when they put the game winner in. Jackson Dart came back to the sidelines and said, we scored too fast. And Lane Kiffin's response was, can you be positive, please? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you have to say, like, try to imagine, try to hear that in Lane's voice. Can, can you be positive, please? I can't. I, I'm not sure I can form it. That's like if, if Lane Kiffin's Twitter persona was actually Lane. Yeah. Should be positive, please. Maybe positive, please. At halftime, Col at halftime, Colorado has five first downs. By the way, five. Good. So the uh, the shuffle paid dividend. Yeah, Pat let's just keep let's keep educating Sean Lewis and how and how this is all supposed to go. Yeah, Pat Pat Shermer's like that's the NFL edge I bring. Okay, <laughs> we saw this this morning, and this is really mean, but it's true. I didn't know Pat Shermer was alive. That's so bad. Like, <laughs> not coaching. Like, no, but that's how far removed I thought he was from the game. I thought that he had, I really, truly thought that he had passed on. That's so bad if you not that's only how are secret like. Of a that's how secret of a he is. Like, I, I'm, I'm not saying this is a joke. I'm saying this because I feel really bad about this, but I thought he died. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you don't even know if it's like, oh, he's still in the league. You're like, no, no, no. We mean the life league. Yeah. We mean above ground. Wait, he's 58? Pat Shermer is five years older than Matt Damon? Yeah. And about as good at calling plays. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, I want to go back, way back, travel way back in time to noon and discuss uh, Texas, Kansas State. Um, this is where I'm, I'm going to have a Stephen Godfrey moment here um, where I'm going to call out people in this industry. Because... <laughs> <laughs> people in this industry Michigan hypocrisy <laughs> wait wait can I be Richard yes yes okay. 
Because when the rubber reads the reads road, I think you guys need to know that a skin cat gathers no moss. <laughs> That's good. Uh, so K State, uh, K State uh, roared back into this game. They were stank ass and down twenty seven seven, and then roared back into this game to tie it uh, thirty thirty and go into overtime. Okay. Now, when they got to overtime. At the end of the first overtime, what did they decide to do? Uh, needing a field goal. Instead, Chris Kleiman decided to go for it. They were first and goal at the Texas six. And they go run for two yards, incomplete pass. Uh, and then on third and goal, they go incomplete pass. This was another instance today of openly guffawing announcers. Yeah. They decided to win it. And I don't know, you, you can, you can question the play calling. That's fine. Uh, I personally on the road, especially nobody wants more overtime and Will Howard was playing his ass off, put it in his hands to win the game. Play call didn't work. It was definitely one of those things where you go, well, that was a dumb play call. And I'm like, well, if it had worked, it wouldn't have been a dumb play call. But like, I, I saw I, like, can I, can I push back on this slightly? Please. I understand the logic of when you are the underdog and you're on the road, extending the game does not mathematically work to your advantage. But when you are Kansas State and it is Texas, a team that historically you have given so many fucking fits to, I think part of you has to realize Texas doesn't want this game to keep going, even though they are on paper better. There is a like emotional devastation to making this take as long as fucking possible. Like Texas should be at home and have the talent advantage and they should be confident. But Texas is going to be like, are you kidding me? We have to go into double overtime with these fuckers. And I think that I think that was ignored. Yeah, somebody, by the way, somebody also said somebody, uh, I believe it was possible cabbage in the comment section. I just wanted to say that name out loud. Said that they had the uh, they had the ball on the four and they gained zero yards on four plays. Have you seen the middle of Texas's defensive line? Texas's defensive line is easily seven hundred pounds of man just at the tackles alone. Sweat is sweat was a monster today, an absolute beast. And yeah, they could have like Kansas State had a lot of other things that got them to this point. They had some serious uh, kicking foibles, but overall. They, they didn't gain yardage on that because Texas's defensive line was better. That's why those guys are as rare as hen's teeth. They're fucking huge. <laughs> now who's Richard? Rare as hen's teeth. I did it. Richard Richard and I both used some quality old man uh, analogies. <laughs> Thank you, Godfrey. Thank you. No, he has picked it up so much this season, and I, I can only assume it's on purpose, but it's like, uh, he is he's starting to outpace you in like the old timey I gotta pick it up old timey phrasing this bit and it's such a joy to watch. So yeah. When I see that happen, I know that people in that because you want the underdog to win, and mentally you're sitting there going, Well, there's a perfect play in to be called. Industry. Right. In this industry <laughs> there's a perfect play to be called because you're paid to call perfect plays. And my answer is Big monster! Big monster on defensive line! Yeah. This only works because God, if Godfrey ever listens to this show, we're in trouble. 
Yeah. Why? Yeah. What's he gonna do? Be tall at us? No, that's fair. Yeah, they're not listening to make us. Days. Make us watch Falcons game. Oh, that's mean. Listen, man. He's like, there's no hope there, because he took his kid to a Falcons game and his kid got hit in the face with a ball. The franchise and is telling you to leave. The rescue of said child. Oh, that's true. That's true. But you know what? You should have said, "Thank you, Cordero Patterson. That was very sweet. I'm leaving and never watching a game again." I have gotten the message. Also, he did not. Di he didn't do either of the things that I would I would have done, which is either. Uh, whip out a phone and start filming everything inside and just see what the titan staff does or instruct the child to fall on the ground and flop like a chicken they could have owned that place see my kids just do that unprompted you can't teach it that's just talent i i normally i don't want to talk about this game and i don't think we necessarily need to but the fact that florida wore the stupidest fucking uniforms possible for a noon game that they lost in overtime to Arkansas at home. Like I'm only putting this comment up here because it's really funny and incorrect. What does it say? I can't. Doesn't Godfrey willingly podcast with Danny Cannell? Oh, I thought that was Daffy Cannell. Okay. Huh. That's a fun thing to ponder. Let's speak that into the universe. Yeah. Hope that it's you true. You actually just just say that he does. Yeah, that's him. Yep. Yeah. That's right. Say that you really enjoyed their show and tag both of them. Daffy Caspel. Do not tag me. Tag both of them. Are we going to Mandela affect this? Like, you know that podcast he does with Danny Cannell, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's all, it's very pro-apartheid. <laughs> yeah. Somebody asked how Florida did. Ass. They're fucking ass. They're just absolute trash ass. Shit. Just absolute fucking garbage. That's how they did. I wish I would quit devaluing our schedule. We decline. We will continue to do. We will continue to devalue your schedule. That's fucking rude. We devalued your schedule by beating you. That was the problem. No, yes, that. Listen, there was no, there was no world where losing to twenty twenty three Florida was going to be a good loss. Nope. Petition via Big Ten guy to refer to Danny Cannell from here on out as Danky Gang. Danky so ordered. <laughs> yes, motion. Motion passes without a vote. Donkey Kong L. Is that a <laughs> let's let's be real. He's more of a Dixie Kong. It, okay, I'm gonna say is he Diddy Kong L? I don't know. Frankie not, Kong L. Mm, he doesn't have the grabby Frankie Kong. I played the unlicensed Australian version of Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong. <laughs> it's wildly inappropriate for children, but I love it. Every time he says something from now until forever. Okay, Danky King. Yeah, Florida was absolutely <laughs> terrible. Had an absolutely terrible loss tonight. Uh, there was another Sunshine State team uh, who hasn't had success in a very long time and is struggling badly uh, to regain lost glories as well. That would be Miami. Uh, again, Mario Cristobal, tactical genius, avoiding the conflict and pressure of a late game management situation by simply losing late in the game and avoiding it altogether. Uh, Tyler Van Dyke, Tyler Van Dyke is, is broken right now. Uh, he had three picks, no TDs. He was struggling all night. I think he's playing hurt. So I would be a, a little more gentle on him than uh, you might be otherwise, because I don't know why he's still in there. That's a management issue. That's not a Tyler Van Dyke issue. Uh, Georgia Tech won, which throws off our win-loss pattern, I believe, right? 
this may be because we uh, we may have accidentally powered Georgia Tech up by dining at a Georgia Tech restaurant with Kirshner on Thursday night. Oh, uh, you've altered the timeline. We have. That's all right. We also got we also got the most amazing piece of Georgia Tech adjacent gossip I've ever heard that we can't report. Sorry. Um, if we get permission for it, I'll tell the whole story. Missouri and Georgia played a football game. They did, and it was a little more interesting than I thought it had any right to be. <laughs> is that a is that a good way of describing this game? Sure. Uh, yes, for probably 80%. Yeah, you know, and I thought like that's a pretty yeah. good result for for Missouri that they got a, an 80% of an interesting game. I am going to say kind things about the Georgia Bulldogs that have nothing to do with uh their overall national prestige and instead I want to focus on the singular greatness of Nazir Stackhouse's interception return. Um Nazir Stackhouse is not a small man. He does not play on offense either. Nazir Stackhouse is a defensive lineman. He is Stone Mountain Georgia's finest, 6'3", 320 pounds. And Brady Cook, in a moment of absolute insanity, decided that he was going to throw the ball over Nazir Stackhouse. Um, he could not do that because Nazir Stackhouse is very tall and athletic. Stackhouse caught the ball, and when he caught it, um, he started to run with it and when asked about it post game, said this, you got to give me some type of credit. My chest started to stick out. My stomach started to stick out. It's hard to pick up your knees when you got all that meat right there. This is the most <laughs> Georgia shit ever. I love you, dude. This would have been a Peisman play in a Peisman eligible year. Nazir Stackhouse the grandeur and the beauty of football in one single image and person shouts out to you. That was awesome. Okay. Got all that hey, right there. Sam Houston state finally won a game. And I'm sorry that Jason's not here to talk about it from the learned Kennesaw state perspective, but honestly, just thank God the losses that that team has had to endure trying to just get one win in their first FBS season. Oh, God. Well, while they have to watch Jacksonville State, who gave South Carolina a hell of a game today, have a really good season, while they have to watch JMU continue to go undefeated in year two, like, it's hard to be Sam Houston this year. I am truly glad the Bearcats could, like, in this particular box checked yeah i was i also want to uh i want to congratulate rutgers today i know you lost and you lost to a much better team should have lost that game you made it real interesting Some real fun shit happened along the way yeah like superb game plan and now on top of that by the way we saw the fumble ruski in the wild executed flawlessly all right, a beautiful fumble ruski executed by Rutgers special teams in this. 35-16 was the final. Uh, the game was, I believe, much closer than that for most of the game. Uh, so, it, shouts out to Rutgers. Not only are you already bowl eligible, you managed to put three quarters. This is, again, kind of a Missouri result. You got 80% of a good football game. And that's way more than could yeah, be expected I, I, against Ohio State. I think this one was more 60%. Yeah. Well, 60%? <laughs> 
Yeah. You're a, that's a harsh audit, sir. Listen, with the curve, this will get you passing grade. 100%. 100%. Uh, this was also, I know that uh, Ohio State fans will uh, go back and forth about whether this was good or bad. Travion Henderson had 128 yards in this game. If he's doing well, your offense, and you still have Marvin Harrison, uh, you're still more than functional on offense. So I would take some, some heart in that, especially because – Rutgers is pretty good defense. That's a pretty good defense, pretty good team. Oh good. my wait, 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 wait. How have we got however far we are into this episode out talking about the hero of the Protestant faith, Davo Swinney? <laughs> Why did something happen? Listen, I am wrong almost all the time. I did say that everybody was gonna get super excited for Notre Dame to go ahead and deliver the death blow to this Clemson season and Notre Dame is going to poop their pants. And buddy, these pants smell terrible. Yeah, that's because that's because Phil Moffa kicked the shit out of out of you. Aha, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Phil, Phil Moffa is bad, dude. He is a he's an awesome running back. He had 186 yards and two TDs, which is good because Kate Klubnik never really kind of got it going. He had a pretty midday overall. Uh, Sam Hartman, uh, unfortunately for the Irish, decided to see mid as a starting point and dive down from there. Uh, he had an extremely handsome 13 for 30 day uh, and a stunning, strong jawed and striking zero TD and two INT total against that. So if you want to know what happened to him, he's so beautiful that the Clemson defense saw him and they were like, we love you too. Come here. Hug us. Kiss us! Is, is Sam, Sam Hartman moving from lumberjack love interest that big city woman lawyer falls for in the Christmas Hallmark Christmas movie to big city handsome financier that the lawyer lady leaves in the Christmas movie because she falls in love with somebody nicer and better? Well, that was his role today, yeah, because that guy loses. Dabo was Dabo was fiery after this. I mean, he might he might buy he might buy Tyler from Spartanburg's house just to burn it down. I'm just grateful that nobody ever told Dabo that players are getting paid now, because otherwise he might have quit before he got to experience this. Hmm. <laughs> also, Dabo Dabo said, "If Clemson was a stock, you better buy all that you can find right now," which to me says that this is a pump and dump scam and Clemson is going to immediately lose their next game. If there is one person I would love to hear explain how securities work, it's definitely Dabo. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> Listen, if Dabo, if Dabo Swinney calls me with a securities based <laughs> pitch, my next call is to the FBI. That's no, the no, your next call is to Phil Mickelson to say, Phil, <laughs> my, my next call is to Paul Johnson. I'll be like, hey, Paul, you got some of that gold that you've been hoarding? And he'll be like, you know it, brother. If you had to make either Dabo or Phil Mickelson your financial planner, who would you pick? Oh, Phil. Phil, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Because I know we're going to be up at one point. Oh, brother, we're going to be up. The key to having Phil Mickelson as your financial advisor 
is getting off at the top and not riding that all the way back down. Also, hey, I, I converted your 401k to cocaine. Isn't that awesome? For a minute, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Clemson, that's cool. You gotta, you gotta listen. You have to play. We might be off on the Georgia Tech theory, by the way. We we say this as, again, the predominant, most important, and foremost ACC podcast in the world. Georgia Tech was supposed to be bad because this was an odd Don't take that away from Danny Cannell and Stephen Godfrey. Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me, his name is Danny Kang? <laughs> I'm sorry, DK and S God. Tuesdays, 104.5. The fart. The fart. <laughs> Live from Captain Scabby's Muscle Shack. <laughs> Come by. We're here from three to six. Nobody's here. Nobody's coming. St. Pete's most raw sports show. Yeah, maybe we'll get some of those jalapeno poppers. My cardiologist said I couldn't do it, but I crave death. The heart uh, is a muscle. Make it stronger. Georgia Tech. It's supposed to be bad this week, Ryan, because it's odd week. Georgia Tech. I know. Beat, no. They they beat Virginia forty five seventeen. Beat Virginia. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. No, no, I'm here for it. <laughs> All right. So now again, because I'm in the car, so the ACC championship, if it were held today, would be Florida State Louisville, correct? That is correct. Uh, Florida State, by the way, I am aware of how long your game with Pitt was 0-0. We don't have to talk about it, but like we, we know. Like I'm I'm doing that thing that where your parents know you did something, but they also know that you feel bad about it. So we're not gonna have a confrontation over it. But don't think that that means we don't know. We fucking know. Yeah, but you know what this was? This is this was fighting a weird guy. Pitt's the weird guy, right? You're like, you grip up with him in the octagon. And you're like, he's so oily. Oh, God, I can't. <laughs> Not this pit. This pit sucks. This pit is flat out bad. Yeah, they're bad, but they're still oily weird guy. It doesn't matter. Sometimes that's off-putting. Notre Dame destroyed oily weird guy. Is it bad but oily or bad and oily? Bad, bad and oily. I'm like, bad comma oily. Bad comma oily. Yeah. Um. Okay. So and then. And he's crying, and he's saying weird stuff when you're like hooked up with them. It's bad. You don't. Yeah. It's just right. off putting. So, and I truly don't know the answer to this. What does the Big Twelve race look like right now? The big. Let's go. <laughs> let's go to the Big Twelve because the Big Twelve. I'm pretty. Sure. Okay, so Texas is in the driver's seat there at eight and one, five and one in conference. Tied for them at five and one in conference are the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Perpetual title holders, by the way. Forever belt holders of the Bedlam Trophy. And I want to point out, right behind them at four and two, and with the win over the four and two Oklahoma Sooners, the 21st ranked Kansas Jayhawks. That is correct. Kansas Jayhawks lurking there, fresh off of a 28-21 win. 
over Iowa State just a few short years after being winless and total ass. That's we we really do every week just need to say like a, a little moment of gratitude for holy shit, Kansas is still good. Yeah. I think it was our attention that did it. I agree. And by the way, still good on their backup QB because Jalen Daniels did not play. Bean got the start. We've for like the, the warmth of our love, like the sun. Well, That's correct. For like the fifth or sixth game, this is uh, being playing, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, 28-21, Bean was, was pretty good. 287 yards, one TD. Get, getting it done in the absence of the charismatic and extremely talented Jalen Daniels lost to injury for a bit. Um, anything else that I am missing from notable games since this was such a smorgasbord? Um, we did earlier today we recommend... We really did not talk about A&M enough. Oh, and case, because people will be listening to this later... Uh, Jason ran out of blood again. That's why you haven't heard him in a little while. You stopped putting blood in the computer, and he disappeared again. And it's your fault. Your fault. Hope you're happy. Pour blood into the computer for Jason. It is after dark in the Pac-12, which means UCLA is currently losing to Arizona. Oregon State is currently beating Colorado. Well, that's normal. And Stanford is currently beating Washington State. Cincinnati lost again. Saw that. Dude, did you see Scott Satterfield's post-game statement? It was no. the high C. I did not. Oh. How 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 could that be spicy? Well, oh okay. Never mind. No, 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 no. I don't I didn't see oh, it. I'm asking. I take like, it back, I guess. Jesus. No, like what Yeah, what no, please please expand. I want to know more. Yeah. Oh my god, hang on, I'll fucking read it. <laughs> I saw that. I saw Baylor lost again. Uh, okay, here was his opening statement. Okay. Congrats to Central Florida for getting that win, but I think it points to a very undisciplined football team, which pisses me off. That's the first thing he said. Ow. <laughs> cool. I wonder yeah. whose fault that is. Whoever wants to show up in that locker room tomorrow, we're going to continue to work on that. And that's what I just told him in the locker room. It's just unacceptable. Um, it is very funny that they keep outgaining teams by over 100 yards and losing. I agree that that is outrageous. But I think Coach Satterfield and I have different definitions of outrageous here. How does it, every single team I've ever seen this dude put out there is the most miserable group of people I've ever seen. Oh, sorry. The, the, sorry, the statement went on for some time. I appreciate I'm skipping I'm skipping down now because there's a lot of it, but I appreciate everyone that shows up out there that have to look at that crap. It pisses me off. Again, if only we could find the person responsible for this team. Alas, we will never know. I could do without him uh, throwing his players under the bus and get to the part where he starts openly ogling other jobs. That's the fun part. This isn't fun at all. Sure. Sure. Maybe he's just going to threaten to quit. I'll go back to Louisville. That's what I'll do. <laughs> that's, Ooh, will that's you? A, that's a I thing. don't know. I can ride back in like Napoleon. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> okay, I it's my fault because I skipped straight to the end of the game, but we really did not spend enough time on A and M. What we we can? Oh, well, I that's can, for damn. Sure. I can happily go back to that. Max Johnson 
I did want to say a kind word about Max Johnson. He's Max real good. Johnson had the shit beat out of him. He Let did. Not, I, he, I, I feel I don't want to say that now that I've seen. You know, he didn't. He didn't have. Uh, he didn't have a Bama defender truck him under the chin or anything. But he got knocked around a lot. He did, and he. I was gonna say, I one thing I really appreciate about pretty much every A and M game, there's always a moment, and there's usually multiple moments where you can look at. Jimbo talking usually to Max Johnson another player entirely where it's like if you just turn the sound off they're making all the same motions of a family fighting on vacation having a terrible time like the energy is exactly that of like well you said you said they didn't take reservations Daryl and so I didn't make them and now we have nowhere to fucking eat I didn't want to go to the Sasquatch Museum <laughs> and that's just the entirety of the AM football experience under Jimbo Fisher is this family that hates being on this cruise that none of them wanted to book in the first place. Especially them staring over those weird little glasses. Anyway, some football also happened. Uh, yeah, by the way, AM, they are 0 and 4 against ranked teams. And uh, also, they're on a road losing streak of nine straight. Good God. Like, I, I have to say, as a team with a lengthy road losing streak myself, uh, that sucks. It's bad. It's worse than Florida's. That's real bad. Florida won at South Carolina. That's fine. Yeah, that's <laughs> season over. <laughs> Got the it. chicken. Time to go. <laughs> Nothing happened after that in any way. South Carolina, South Carolina beating Jacksonville State today in a game that uh, at least the sickos were calling the cockadoodle duel. Wow. <laughs> It's pretty, pretty outstanding. Uh, it's great work. Also, no, no shame in that because if you've watched South Carolina, you were like, "That's a win! Take it! That's a win, baby!" I, I, I really, I watch games like that, and I'm like, and to be clear, you thought the way to make your existence better was to invite Texas and Oklahoma to your mm -hmm. party. Okay, that's yep. cool. You know what? We like this basement. We'll dig a little deeper. It's cold. It's cool down here in the summer months. Kids at school are bullying me. I think we should invite a gorilla. <laughs> It'll live in my basement. I'll fight it every <laughs> night. And that's how I will become stronger or waste away due to sickness and injury. <laughs> what if the gorilla kills you? Well, what? What do you what? mean? <laughs> gorilla will only make strong. Gorilla will not kill me. <laughs> South Carolina is basically choosing the squat every day for uh, squat every day for three months plan. Like, I will get infinitely stronger on an infinite growth curve if I squat four oh five for reps every day. That's how I will become invincible. Unrelated. I have to stand up to poop. Yeah, <laughs> I have anxiety attacks when I see stairs, even short flights of them. I can no longer, the wind hurts my kneecaps. That's South Carolina. More weight. The most Giles Corey-ass program in the world. I kind of love them for that. Usually South Carolina is on the other end of the crucible scenario. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This was... Um, 
I mean, one more thing on Texas A&M and Ole Miss. Yeah. If you want to watch a team that makes it easy on the quarterback to succeed, you watch Ole Miss. And if you want to watch a team that makes it as hard as possible for the quarterback to succeed, and even if they try as valiantly as Max Johnson does and and did and performs as well, um, and the coach is still like, now nah, fuck you, that's the plan. Congratulations, you're, you're Texas A&M. Oh, I I don't remember if it was New Mexico. I think it was New Mexico, but it might have been New Mexico State. One of them put up on their video board today. You know how, like, during the game, they'll be like, uh, welcome to this, you know, local charitable group or this whoever paid to have their name put up here. Uh-huh. <laughs> Fucking New Mexico book put up, welcome Connor Stallions, parentheses, probably. Pro- probably. <laughs> I love it. Well, well done. And like this is, I just love that we have we have gotten to the point in this particular stupid story where New Mexico gets to dunk on Michigan. What a rare treat that we should really savor and appreciate. Yeah, uh, another another rare treat, by the way, was Penn State today actually trying to throw the ball downfield, and oh look, they palindromed Maryland fifty-one fifteen. That's Zimit. no, that's, that's November Maryland. Definitely not. Maryland Maryland should see if they can trick Penn State into playing this game in July. Oh, they'll lose by listen, Penn State will lose by 70. Maryland <laughs> Maryland Maryland is like Birdman or like uh Birdman, right? Like the sun oh, power. Let's see where this is going. Right? Yes, yes, yes. Harvey Birdman. Oh, yes. that okay, that's not where I thought you were going. No. Did you think he did you think he meant the uh the, sure the did. film? Yeah, sure okay. did. gotcha. Yep. Please, I'm not bringing in a Ritu into this. <laughs> We're going to start spreading Spanish, I swear to God. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's congrats, congratulations to Penn State for deciding to try against Maryland and not Ohio State, right? R- real bravery starts with beating Maryland by 46 points. <laughs> Sorry, 36 points. <sighs> yeah, man. Yeah. Again, didn't lose Bedlam. Right, one more one more little note. Utah still has nobody. Like they have, it's one of those everybody is injured situations and they beat Arizona State 55 to three today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. How? Arizona State can only do so much in yeah, the first year. We have taken a lot out of Arizona State. Yeah, Jacob Conover has the one of the most extraordinary QB lines I've ever seen. Go with me on this journey. Hold my hand. Together, we okay. will walk into this dark and back out of it in a single sentence. Jacob Conover went five for twenty-two for forty-one yards and one interception. He had a QBR of 8.8, and he averaged 1.9 yards of completion. Oh, nice. Oh, boy. And they threw 22 passes? Uh Uh-huh. Well, no, he threw 22 passes. It's been a long (laughs) metaphor. But you remember that perfectly preserved dead bird on the sidewalk? Uh Uh-huh. Like, you can't see anything wrong with it at all, but it's dead. Yeah, but what if there were 22 of them? 
Uh, Colorado they, is still playing. Yeah. They only sacked him four times, which to me says that the defense simply got bored and stood back there in morbid curiosity. Like, let's, let's see where he's going with this. We have a weird score emerging in okay. Colorado, Oregon State. If I gave each of you 10 guesses, you would not guess the current score of Colorado, Oregon State, where it is now Beavers 20, Buffs 5. Oh, we got a Cinco. Okay. Oh, okay. That's a rugby score. Okay. We have a fiver. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Shadur, by the way, uh, Shadur Sanders is up to 66 yards passing. I'm going to laugh real hard if you made this big fancy change at play caller only to get outscored by Iowa this weekend. I think that's where we're headed, Ryan. So go well, ahead. Seems to be the case. Go, go ahead and just bookmark that thought. <laughs> We'll come back to it when we record on Tuesday for the midweek show. Okay. I think that's uh, definitely happening here. Do you do you want to do that thing where you yell Twitch names like a deranged grandpa? Oh, are we done? Uh, no, no, I decline. Okay. Instead, I will murmur them and go, hey, everyone. Thanks to, I will shout out everyone, including our LinkedIn commenters like Andrew Roddy coming in under his government name. Congratulations. John Crutcher, Zeke Bud. Jesus, Dave's Tony Two Claws. <laughs> Come on, it was worth it for the name Tony Two Claws. That's incredible. Yeah, I actually have to agree there. Yes, and podcast podcast says good night, swole nanny. Hey, thanks. Thank you for joining that, us. Here. That is a, a a thing that happened today. Good night, mush. With Mac Brown, a full cast listener came up to me at the DVA tailgate and said, "Hey." You're a lot more ripped than I thought you would be. That's um. I guess I should confess at this point that that's my fault. I don't. I told people. I want you. I told people in the Channel Six chat not to fuck with you because you were more muscular than they might have. Oh. Uh, okay. That might explain it. Oh no. Mostly, I like. Oh no. People are coming up to me in public and telling me how swole I am. No. 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 Help me escape this hell. I just want. I just want to emphasize something. Don't have physical forms at all. <laughs> what? We live in the ether, oh. which is why we're just we're, yeah. If you want to feed our souls, pour blood into the computer. Put blood, put the blood in the computer so that our bodies can regenerate. Yes, I'm a figment. That's right. All right, time it's time to have the show. Now. Thanks, y'all. Good night. Night, everybody. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.